This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw on Feral Audio. I am your host. I am still Joseph Scrimshaw. It's too late to change that now. This week's episode was recorded live at San Francisco Sketchfest and features two awesome guests, Rebecca Watson and Travis McElroy, competing to see who is more obsessed with the video game of their choice. This was a particularly fun episode to record because I have long been obsessed with video games, but I had to take a break because I border on having a video game problem. I once played a game for about 13 hours straight. Then I went outside. That part was a good idea. Then I walked into the street. I saw a car was coming at me and I reached in front of myself to push the pause button, which of course was not there. So the last time I got super invested in a video game was several years ago, and it was playing a great game called Bioshock Infinite. If you're not familiar with the game, it is a deep, complex, intelligent story about a guy who searches dead bodies for hot dogs. It takes place in a city that's in the middle of a civil war, and a lot of the bodies you find are just people who are in the middle of trying to escape the city, and then they died, and they apparently, I think, grabbed the things that were most important to them is they attempted to flee the city. You know, like a hot dog. And it's not like these people died with the hot dog in their hand. It is tucked in their vests or under their hats or stuck in their pantaloons. You have to rummage to find the hot dog. So once you've rummaged over through in a corpse and you find a hot dog, you do the next logical thing. You don't save it for later. You eat it right fucking there immediately. And I know that that is what happens because the game makes this subtle little eating sound like a little chomp, chomp, chomp. It almost sounds like a little om nom 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 as though this character really loves internet memes and eating hot dogs off of corpses. For some reason, eating a hot dog off a corpse doesn't hurt you. It in fact increases your health. So friends, if you've been trying like weird cleanse diets or cutting down on carbs, just stop. Find as many dirty Civil War hot dogs as you can and eat them immediately, as fast as you can. I, mean, I don't mean to be like attacking Bioshock Infinite. It is a great game. I mean, I've done a lot of weird shit in a lot of video games. I played the Japanese version of Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, and there's a part in that game where you are stuck in the belly of a small whale, and there are cows partially embedded in the stomach walls of a whale. And the way you need to open the doors, because there are, of course, doors in the belly of a whale, is by bouncing a boomerang off the head of a cow. But at least that video game, it owns its weirdness. But Bioshock Infinite was jarring to me because it is such a smart game with deep emotional realism. You spend most of your time traveling around with a young woman named Elizabeth, so you and Elizabeth will be having a deep conversation about the nature of American exceptionalism, poverty, free will versus predeterminism, and then you immediately turn around and find a hot dog and some machine gun ammo in a mailbox. What kind of postal system did this city have? You find weird shit in all sorts of weird places. I found a lockpick in a toilet. I found a banana in a savings deposit box. I found ammunition for a rocket-propelled grenade launcher in a box of caramels. And I found a box of caramels inside a box of chocolate. It is insanity. But I would still prefer that 
to any video game that is even remotely realistic. I played the video game version of the movie Casino Royale once, and there is a mission in there where you have been poisoned, so your vision is blurry, and you stumble around, and your only goal is to make it to the bathroom. I do not need to play a video game to experience that. I know all too well what it feels like to stumble around with blurred vision just trying to find the bathroom. I might do that later tonight. The point is, I love video games, and I love that they are constantly struggling to find the perfect balance between intelligent realism and just hot dog munching insanity. And I think that my wonderful guests on this podcast nail that. But enough about them. Let's talk ever so briefly about me. You can follow me on social media as at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow this podcast as at Obsessed Podcast. And if you enjoy the podcast, you can support us by becoming a backer on Patreon. If you're interested, full info is on patreon.com slash Joseph Scrimshaw. Finally, shows. I do shows. We're recording a live episode of Obsessed Podcast on Friday, February 10th at Nerd Melt Showroom in Los Angeles. The topic is Rogue One colon, a Star Wars story. Why do a special episode just about Rogue One? Well, because just like rebellions, podcasts are built on hope. My guests will be Mike Drucker, Riley Silverman, Matt Belknap, and Clark Wolf. Tickets are available right now through my website, josephscrimshaw.com slash live dash shows. But for now, sit back. Relax, check your pockets for a surprise hot dog, and enjoy Rebecca Watson and Travis McElroy's obsession with video games. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Thank you for coming here. This is Obsessed Podcast with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. We are recording live at SF Sketchfest. For those of you listening, SF stands for San Francisco, so it all makes perfect sense. It could have been science fiction, you never know. Yeah, science fiction sketch fest, sure, why not? Uh, so this is a very special episode, I say that on all my live episodes. This is about video games, I think a topic that a lot of people obsess over. I hear a low ripple of obsess, I think I saw some people applauding with just their thumbs, which makes sense for video gamers. But more than just talking about video games, this is going to be a video game smackdown. We're going to talk about video games in general, and then each of my guests have selected their favorite video game, and they are going to compete to see who is the most obsessed. So, with no further ado, here are our guests. She is a writer, a host, founder of Skeptic.org, and creator of the science game show Quizatron. It's Rebecca Watson! Absolutely, absolutely. And he is a podcaster, a producer, very good at having a beard. From My Brother, My Brother, Me, and many more podcasts, it's Travis McElroy! Hello. Thank you. Thank you so much. I have a lot of beard practice. This wasn't natural. I've had to work very hard on it. I appreciate it. Did the, the first time you grew a beard, did you struggle? Did you look in the mirror and make a consternated face? Yeah. 
I wish that was a joke, but there was a lot of like, this looks terrible, but I gotta stick with it. Joseph, I would like to lodge a complaint. Sure. Uh, okay. As this is a competitive format, I feel like Travis grew that beard just to intimidate me. I've been working on it for two years. I've been working on this for 36. <laughs> uh, I do find you very intimidating, but mostly because I'm afraid of women. Because uh, I will always be a 13-year-old boy. Okay. And for the clarity of the listeners, when Rebecca said this, she indicated her face and general aura, not any other part of her body. <laughs> I mean, I have also been working on this for 36 years. You know what I mean? I, now she's pointing at the place where the, you know, anyway. What? Nothing. You the know, the place where, where the... Mm, the place where the... Let's talk about video games. Please. So I want to hear from both of you, just to get started, kind of a baseline of video game interest. What was the first time that you realized, I am hooked on a video game? Like, I can't stop playing, I don't want to stop playing. Um, so both of my brothers are, are uh, far, far, far more identified as uh, video game I believe is the term. Um, than they I am. Hate video games. But we all three grew up together, like playing video games together. So we grew up. Um, I, I can specifically remember the uh, Final Fantasy series. Okay. Was like particularly formative. Oh, you've heard of it. <laughs> um, was particularly formative for us. And what we would do is Griffin would play. Uh, well, we'd all take turns playing. But when Griffin would play, Justin and I would take turns reading the dialogue to him because he was like five or six. So like he didn't know what they were saying, so we'd read it out loud to him, and that's how he like got super good at video games and reading. Um, and I think it was, I'm trying to remember which Final Fantasy had Palom and Porum in it. Four. Four, thank you. And there's a moment which, spoiler alert, they have to turn to stone to keep walls from crushing them, and it gave me nightmares Point for order. years. I mean, what are the walls made of? Also stone. Okay, so... They do magic, Rebecca. It's like, is that what you're questioning? But we can move on. It's okay. It's it was fine. the it's first fine. time that you had a nightmare from reading your younger brother text on a video game that Correct. you realized. I have a and I was like, oh, this is a huge impact. And we used to, like, no joke, play, like, airship and, like, take turns being, like, Sid and, like, the various heroes. Because Sid's always the airship dude. But a bunch of different, like, Final Fantasy. That was, like, our... Our, like, play pretend was oh, pretending cool. to be Mario, pretending to be Sonic, pretending to be Sid, pretending we were on an airship adventuring through Final Fantasy World racing chocobos and shit. Did you make up a third Mario brother? <laughs> um, no. We just had to, like, sit and watch and go, you're doing great. <laughs> Very supportive. Nice. You're a turtle or something. Yes. Yeah. A turtle. I was a turtle or something. I don't know. It's a turtle! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how about you, Rebecca? When was the first moment you realized, I like video games a lot? Well, I was the little sister uh, to two older brothers, and so I spent a lot of time watching my older brothers playing video games. Uh, starting with the Commodore 64. What, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're out there. Yeah, thank you, San Francisco. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, and then um, we weren't allowed to have a console because that rots your brain. Unlike playing uh, Donald Duck's Adventure on Commodore 64, we weren't allowed to have a Nintendo or anything. Um, eventually, though, uh, we begged long enough, and one year for Christmas, we did get a Sega Genesis and a Sega CD. Get out! Love with Sega CD. My, uh, the love of my life. Echo the Dolphin. Yes. 
Which, like, somebody at Sega headquarters was like, you know, there's a billion little girls out there. <laughs> I, I'd also say a billion weird kids. Yeah. I mean, it was a legitimately awesome game. And, but, you know, for a little girl who already was like, I'm going to be a marine biologist when I grow up, just like every other child my age. It was the greatest game. And I played the ever-living shit out of that. And then we also had uh, the Sonic game. I think it was Sonic 2 where they introduced Tails. And Tails is the greatest little sister character who has ever existed in a video game because here's how it works. So Sonic is a side-scrolling adventure. So you've got, you know, I would have my brother playing Sonic, jumping around, gathering rings, beating enemies. And they're like, if you have a second controller, some moron can pick it up, <laughs> press the start button, and a, an adorable little fox shows up. And the fox can do nothing to fuck anything up. <laughs> and that is literally all me and my brother wanted out of a video game. is <laughs> for me to play along and not fuck up the game for him. Has that messed up your life that you internalized? I can jump into any interaction I feel and my presence won't fuck it up. It's, Joseph, it has 100% defined my identity. <laughs> Excellent. The I, moment that I knew with my brothers where I was like, oh, they're going to go on to uh, just very successful video game careers, and I will never, is when we had the Nintendo, my favorite game on, on the original NES was the, the game Anticipation, which was um, was a game show. I'm um, sorry, what, what is it called? Anticipation. Patient. Thank you. And all it consisted of, it was like a game show via video game where it would connect the dots and you had to guess what the image was and I fucking loved it. <laughs> and then when I was like eight or nine my my brothers would be like, let's play video games. I'm like, oh I know anticipation. And, like, oh. <laughs> and like every third time they'd have to play anticipation with me because I was good at it. And like, that's all that mattered. Cool. Yeah. So you guys both uh, started out that it was a family thing. It sounds like a very positive thing where you learn things like reading or not fucking up other people's lives. Uh, but ha do you have a negative side? Do you have a demon side? Do you have swearing fits at video games at this point? Broke a lot of controllers. Okay, you're, you're a control breaker. Of control. We had, uh, I would say poorly planned by my parents, a fireplace right next to the TV that we played video games on. So the number of times that controllers were flung into said fireplace and just destroyed <laughs> happened a lot. There was also a time I almost murdered Griffin. I was playing Final Fantasy VII, and I had put... It's hard to talk about. <laughs> I had put about 150 hours into it. I had everyone's ultimate limit break. I had everyone's final weapons. And uh, I had not beat the game yet because I was beating those weird robot dudes who lived in the ocean spread around who you had to fly around and find. Fucking side quests. I know. But I'm a fucking completionist from way back and proud of it. <laughs> Thank you. And I came home from school one day, put in the memory card that was shaped like Laura Croft. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. It was. Point of order. It was the cheapest one at the store. I'm picturing something very sexual. As well you should. It was contoured. For your pleasure. I will speak no further on this matter. But I, I plugged the memory card in and it was empty. Ooh. 
I know. And my little brother, who was so young, so innocent, didn't know what most words mean, put the memory card into play. Ooh, Monster Hunter might have been the game. And a little thing popped up and said, uh, this memory card is not compatible. Reformat? Question mark? And he said, sure, I definitely want to play this game. And so he was flung down the stairs. <laughs> like Jazzy Jeff from Fresh Prince. <laughs> he survived. He's fine. Understand so. You know, every you time back? you say Griffin, I think you're talking about a video game character. <laughs> was your brother named after a video game character? Uh, I believe he was named after Nancy Griffith, but in a weird way. <laughs> not, not, so it wasn't even named after the lion no, eagle no, thing? No, it's not that cool. Uh, no. <laughs> you can't throw that down the stairs. No, you can't throw a lion eagle down the stairs. It's got wings, I think. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'm sorry, what was the question? Uh, I think I know the answer to this, but have you have you ever had a swearing fit at a video game, Rebecca Watson? Fuck yes. <laughs> I'm a very competitive person, possibly due to having, you know, two older brothers and a very boisterous family where we competed for everything. So, uh, yeah, and not just video games, but especially video games. Uh, and now, you know, especially these days, it probably happens more often today than it happened when I was a teenager or something, because now I play like first person shooters with 12 year olds online. <laughs> and all I want to do is tell them what a bunch of fucking little cunts they are. <laughs> and I recommend playing with them in person, way more fun. You can see their faces when you say it. Right, that would be nice. You can see their I would never be allowed to see my nephews again, <laughs> So do you actually uh, swear at people when you play in person? Do you... In person? Yeah. I mean, who plays in person with anybody anymore, though? Accidentally, like myself. Accidentally, I do. Because I uh, didn't mean to, but I got my wife interested in video games. And it has taught me such a level of patience. My wife, so much smarter than I am, at so many things. Never played video games as a kid until like two years ago. And I got her started on Peggle, and now she's like in it, and like we like. Peggle is the marijuana it of is. video games. <laughs> we can, well, time to transition to our real message. Marijuana is a gateway drug. It's terrifying. Not even once. Um, but so I got my wife into video games, and now we're like doing a lot of like uh, Marioing together, and a lot of like Mario karting together. No, I've seen that I on like Urban that. Dictionary, and I'm super into it. <laughs> Absolutely, like That's Marlene where you is take, a, verb, you take sure. a, a turtle shell and just... You jump on top of each other. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so I want to get into your specific video games. So I emailed both of these guys and uh, said, hey, do a podcast about the video games, and do you, you have a specific video game that you are very obsessed with? And they both came back with an answer. Travis, we'll start with you. You picked GoldenEye for the Nintendo 64. This is correct. Excellent choice. Imagining a strange human being who is unaware of this video game. Can you describe basically what it is and why you love it? Oh, I have so very many reasons. Um, so, one of the main reasons I love it... Oh wait, do you guys want to talk about a video game or do you want us to talk yeah, about it? Yeah, I'm sorry, but this part of the crowd really has It's a bar, so fights are going to break That's out about right. video games. So let sure. me tell you I mean, about... The bar is called Piano Fight. Piano Fight! There's a piano there and there's a fight there, so... Um, so, for me... GoldenEye was, I think, the second game that we got from the Nintendo 64, and it was the first, like, mainstream popular game that I was better at than my brothers. Oh, nice. And I could beat them at the multiplayer uh, consistently, because I'm, I'm so cheap. I cheat so much. We had to institute house rules. No odd job. 
Okay, oh, so you would throw the crotch of the, the hat into their crotches. Well, okay, so here are the rules. Here are the rules that we established. No odd job. Odd job was off limits. If you were unarmed, you could say, I am unarmed, and then you couldn't be killed until you found a weapon. As soon as you found a weapon, it's up to you to equip it, and then you could die. I but if you... If I may, I just, I love the idea of somebody overhearing three children just screaming. I'm unarmed! I am unarmed! I'm unarmed! Literally just screaming, I'm unarmed! I'm unarmed! Do not hurt me! Also, I've seen enough movies where I know what happens next is that one of you just throws a gun at the other person and then just fires at them. That would happen. You would stand by the gun, and you'd both just be looking at it going, grab it. <laughs> Fucking grab it, just grab it. I don't want to, just grab it. Grab it. And like, you would sit there and be like, I think you actually have a gun. And if you killed someone who was unarmed, who said I am unarmed, they would then get a free kill on you. Um, but if you karate chopped, then all bets were off. Right. Even if it was on accident, like, ah, you were. We would yell, you were aggressive, and we'd shoot them. <laughs> now as I'm saying Wait, it out yeah, loud, I realize how terrible that is. That was a word for word. That you were aggressive! Bang, bang, bang! And um, it is important to note that in Goldeneye, when you karate chop people, it is known as slappers only. And you would hear a very loud <laughs> um, which we loved. And so we would establish, we had tournaments at our house where we would have like 12 people there, and you would cycle in where, not even like between games, it's like if you died, you handed whatever controller you had in your hand to that person. Oh. And so then you would end up picking up a different controller later when you cycled back in. You were playing with a different character suddenly, and like I memorized all the different like uh, secret passageways. I knew where the ammo was for what weapon, where the right. weapon was, um, what connected to what, how to move through what, um, and and I I would I, to the point where my favorite character was like Jungle Guard number three, where I <laughs> truly believe to this day he was the fastest. <laughs> he did the bet. He moved the quickest. I don't know what it was going on with him, but like Jungle Guard number three was amazing. <laughs> Can I just uh, backtrack a bit to highlight this important truth about households with three or more siblings slash cousins slash best friends who come over and are basically siblings. That is the way it works. You die, you hand the controller yep. off. It does not matter what the game is. It doesn't matter if that's gonna completely screw up everything you're doing. That is what it's like drug addicts because everybody's just like hovering yeah. over you just, ah! and they would yeah. just take it from you a second like exactly. See, I think we all learn different things about society from the way we learn video games well, we're communists, because obviously. yeah you're yeah. communist uh, and I'm apparently a horrible horrible monster capitalist yeah, you're Donald He's, Trump nobody touches my controller <laughs> right. my golden controller well we did too one of the things I loved is I love my parents. They do a lot of really wonderful things. But one of the worst things they ever did was they bought one controller that had a turbo button. One. 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 Ditto. The others were just regular controllers. You're like, you motherfucker. Like, because you would see just like dude come running in, karate chopping like Superman. And you're like, what? No. You had it on. I didn't. I don't know. It must be glitched. Fuck you. Somebody somebody at Sears told my parents, like, it comes with one controller. You will need one more. Here. Here's one with all of the buttons plus a turbo switch. This is the perfect number of controllers to create controversy among Among, your siblings. Amongst three children. You will need two controllers, one of which is normal and one has a turbo. And I have some weird, I have some weird facts that make Goldmine an amazing game. Um, one, the multiplayer, which I would say is like the number one thing that made people fall in love with the game, was not supposed to be part of the game. 
It was done by one dude in a month, and Rare didn't find out that that had happened until they were demoing the game and discovered a multiplayer option and went, huh, well, I guess we have multiplayer in the game. Uh. And that's what was shown at E3. That will teach siblings how to live together. Yeah, I guess this will be fun. I don't know. Two, the people who made the game had never made video games before, so they had no fucking clue what they were doing. So they built the levels and then retroactively put stuff in them. So they built whole levels and then put objectives on top of them and put like weapons in them. So you can find whole rooms that exist for no reason. You would just find like an empty room because like they built that room, why not put it in? Um, and then let's see. Three. I experienced existential dread in those rooms. I would direct James Bond to right? those rooms and I would look around and just think about what's the point? Right. You were basically playing the Stanley Parable, but it yeah. was enough. There must be a reason. And number I three, two people who got the them. multiple objection, uh, objectives in each level was inspired by Mario 64, where the makers played and were like, oh, that's fun. You can do a lot of different things in a level. So that's why there are different things you can do in each level. And fourth, and my favorite fact, they were making the game and the whole time were like, well, this is going to fail. And like, they like openly in interviews were like, yeah, we thought this game was shit. Um, we didn't know what we were doing. It was a tie-in game. It came in, it came out two years after the movie had come out. Um, like Nintendo stopped funding it three months before its release. And they were just like, nah, this sucks. Yeah, like it came out exactly as the next James Bond movie came out. As yeah. if to say, fuck you to that movie. And, and then it was the third highest selling Nintendo 64 game above Ocarina of Time. Wow. And so, like, this idea of, like, this team who had never done anything, and we're like, yeah, our fucking game sucks, whatever, it's gonna fail. <laughs> and then it, like, outsold Zelda! That's insane! Yeah, yeah. I, I could talk it. about GoldenEye forever, and we're gonna talk about it some more, but I want to hear about your game that you're going to be competing to be the most obsessed with, Rebecca. Go ahead and tell people what it is and why you love it. Okay, so my game, so Travis has spoken about a beloved childhood game that you all know, and I will talk about a game that only the nerdiest of nerds have even heard of, and it is called Civilization V. Okay, good. This is my audience. This is, these are my people. These are my people. Uh, and, you know, we've talked a lot about uh, siblings, and I was thinking about it as Travis was talking, and I realized... Thanks! I, yeah, no, I don't, I don't listen to what you say. <laughs> you were just waiting to be handed the controller. I was thinking, how does... How, how does this relate to me? <laughs> and uh, what I realized was, if you're not familiar with civilization, maybe you have uh, once murdered a sibling over a game called Risk. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we, we got the game Risk uh, for Christmas one year uh, before my parents finally gave up and got us the Genesis. <laughs> and uh, we, it came, they literally came to blows. You know, we literally beat each other up over Risk. And in Risk, you know, you, you try to take over continents. And so Civ is like that, but uh, imagine Risk, but it's going to take you um, probably like a full week of playing it as your full-time job to even understand what you're doing. <laughs> because it's not just like, oh, my army's going to invade, I'm going to take it over. Like, that's one way you can try to win. And yes, it is sometimes the most fun way, is to murder everyone. <laughs> but you can also, like, uh, do a science victory and launch a spaceship to Alpha Centauri first. Uh, or you can uh, have your religion completely take over all of their religions, which 
as an atheist, I loved it. Because <laughs> my religion was always called, like, scientism or, <laughs> or feminism or something. <laughs> And, and I would get these little notifications that, like, um, uh, Vatican City has converted to feminism. And I'm like, oh, fucking finally! <laughs> get some progress here. So when you were playing games as a youth, you sort of learned in theory about how society and civilization works. And then in this game, you're like, I will make it mine the way I want it to be. Yes, it's about becoming, like, a god person. <laughs> And destroying all you see before you, uh, or taking it over, like uh, like a locust. Of okay. Sorts. Okay. And, and my favorite thing, just to jump in, is that you can win a culture victory, which is I don't know thing I think actually happens in the real world, where like Canada's like we just love American shit so much, yeah. we're American now. The actual thing that the other world leaders say to you is. My people are buying your blue jeans now. Did <laughs> like, you win a culture victory? Yeah. Yes. So it's like if like Canada watches the Transformers movies enough, they okay. just become American too. Okay, let's back up because we're mentioning Canada and let me just make it clear that Canada is not important enough to have a civilization. <laughs> There's no Justin Trudeau showing up like, I would no. like to trade cotton with you. However, there is a very industrious modding community and they have made a Canadian uh, culture that you can play. Oh, really? So, yeah, you're welcome, Canada. Okay. Otherwise, you're stuck with, like, America is, uh, you know, uh, George Washington. Uh, my favorite is China, uh, which is Wu Zetong, which is this badass bitch who, like, in real life, just straight up fucking murdered everybody in her royal court in order to become the empress and take charge. Like, she was a straight up murderer. <laughs> and why I love China so much is because each civilization has different things that they can, they excel at. And China excels at, um, like, science. And also she has this... Uh, awesome crossbow guy that shoots <laughs> twice and you can just... Okay, I'm seeing why you love this game because I love any game where you can go like highbrow and lowbrow. Like, oh, yeah. Their culture is yeah. very, very beautiful and they have awesome crossbow dudes. Well, this is, this is what you learn and it is actually an important thing to learn for life in general, uh, for society in general, for understanding how the world works and how we get advances is that if you want to murder everybody, you need to invest in science. <laughs> like, Otherwise you end up with like a stone axe. Exactly. Trying to take on tanks. Yeah. That was a real dick. Really aggressive. Gandhi. 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 Gandhi's a real Gandhi dick. Gandhi is the biggest motherfucker in Civ. I love this. So He will march on you like it's his yeah. job. Gandhi, okay, so this is a true thing. <laughs> Uh, Gandhi is, uh, so there's an India civilization, Gandhi is the leader, and they, their bonuses are things that are related to religion and culture and happiness. Uh, however, late in the game, you might find that Gandhi will, out of nowhere, like you'll be friends with Gandhi, you'll be trading with Gandhi, everything's great, and then Gandhi will drop a fucking nuclear bomb on your city. And you'll be like, Gandhi, what? He's like, whoa, fuck you. <laughs> Please tell me there is actually a graphic of Gandhi flipping people off. Yeah, no, it's him doing just like, no. <laughs> no. He's just looking really beatific. beatific yep. is that yeah, that's uh, beer for beatific. Yes. Uh, thank you. Uh, no, and, and so uh, 
And the reason why that happens is because in the very first edition of Civilization, uh, for each civilization that's in the game, they give them a, a numerical value for a lot of different traits. And so, like some of the traits are how friendly they are, how loyal they are, how interested they are in science or culture, things like that. And there was, a, so Gandhi got on like a aggression, they gave him a zero, and they didn't realize that zero would loop around and become 10 <laughs> when they launched the game. And so they immediately had all these people going like, what the fuck? Gandhi's <laughs> an asshole. But then everybody thought it was so funny that they kept it. <laughs> so like that literally happened in the like one of the earliest versions of civilization, and now like ten years later, like we're up to Civ six, Gandhi still has the same amount of aggression. So we're learning also things for designers of mess up your game. Yeah. And that's how you make it a true truly classic. It's not a bug, it's a feature. Okay. <laughs> I want to do just a little bit of role-playing and then we're gonna move on to the how obsessed are you section. So I want to imagine that you guys both work at a video game store. Uh, okay. I'll take suggestions for what the name of the video game store should be from you guys. Should I just kill myself? Will I win then? No, no, no. <laughs> what should the name of the video game store be? GameStop. GameStop. I just came up with it off the top of my head. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you for the yes and. That was perfect. That was perfect. Uh, so I'm going into a GameStop. Uh, I, we're going to imagine that you guys both work there, and I'm just some guy uh, who walks in and is asking what game I should play, and you guys are going to pitch Goldeneye in, in Civilization V. Okay. Ready? Okay. So here we go. I walk in. Hey, uh, I would like to purchase uh, the best game ever for any console made at any time. Uh, <laughs> can you believe this guy? Uh, oh, well, first right. of all, I would like to start by saying that this guy doesn't even work here. He's a crazy person. Whoa, wandered Whoa in hold on. This is a weird improv maneuver. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a real... Help me, she's got a gun! Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a guy in a video store who wants a video game, but it seems like that Get out of here while you can! Take this game with you! No! But which game, I guess, is a question. Let me tell you, sir, do you have friends? Yeah, I have, like, one. But does he, I mean... Do you want to stay friends with them? He's kind of a dick. He's kind of like Gandhi. You're going to take my game, you're going to practice it for, like, an hour, and just beat the shit out of him in this game, because you know where trapdoors are in the temple for some reason. What is your game called? Friend Ender? Is that? Yes. Okay. It's also called Goldeneye. Oh, okay. Goldeneye. Allow me to break in here. You know, a more mature person wouldn't try to destroy a person they don't like. They would just... Go into their room, shut the door, and then never leave that room ever again. <laughs> Wait, go into their own room or their friend's room? No, your own room with oh, no okay. one in it. It seems There's like no I was, I was looking for like the title of a video game, and then you told me how to yeah. murder someone? <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I don't mean to nitpick. I'm, no. I'm asking a question. So You're what, the you one need, here. what you need is Civilization Five. Okay. Take this. You go into your bedroom, you shut the door. Maybe, like, you can order pizzas and just have them slipped under the door. You can take frequent masturbation breaks. <laughs> okay, and if you how does like... this video game make pizzas so thin they can come under a door? What, do you live in Chicago? <laughs> okay, I, I like a little bit of crust. Is there a video game for something who likes a little bit of crust? <laughs> they, they slip you the ingredients one at a time. Just get pepperoni, pepperoni, pepperoni. Okay. I'm kind of liking Goldeneye better so far. I don't like this game that fucks up pizza. 
just won't want to. Okay, because I'm masturbating need... so much? Uh, I mean, have you seen That's Elizabeth the First? <laughs> have you seen... like pictures, I mean, she's not that hot. I mean, You'd be well, surprised. wait till you get a load of her instead. Um, do you like Giant seeing beer brought in space stretched over an orb? Good news. Have I got a game for you? Pierce Brosnan's face stretched He's over an orb? He's basically in it. Don't expect dialogue, though. <laughs> well, it, 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 so nobody speaks? Well, they might go, <laughs> I like I like nonverbal communication. Non I mean, but what if Gandhi one day said to you, now my people are buying your blue jeans. <laughs> Prepare to die. <laughs> Not as much of a selling point as you might think. <laughs> All what if Gandhi came at you with a knife? <laughs> Does Gandhi say that thing about the blue jeans out loud so I can hear it? Uh, yes, absolutely. Let me pitch this to you uh, here today in 2017 in Trump's America. Do you hate other cultures? <laughs> a little, a little bit. Good news, my gaming can also kill Russians. Kill all of Russia and burn it to the ground. But can I see their faces? You can slap mine. You can slap <laughs> Russians to death. You can slap mine right now if you'll buy my game. Hold on! I quit. And I'm going by civilization. <laughs> everyone this is sarah meyer co-producer of obsessed and i'm interrupting this show very briefly to bring you some voices of people on the street who i found and stopped and asked about video games what do you think about video games well i don't really play them but i guess they're cool video games i don't play them uh probably when i was younger arcades and stuff like that what's that pac-man uh, space invaders stuff like that I'm not a fan. I think they are mindless use of uh, people's time, and they're easy to get addicted to. If you were playing a video game and you were having a hard time, would you swear? I probably would. It'll be some bad words, you know what I'm saying? I'll probably throw the, uh, the joystick across the room saying this damn thing ain't no damn good, it ain't fun. Not really, no. Can't you go online like Google how to beat certain levels and that sort of thing? That's probably what I would do. If there was a video game based on your life, what would it be like? I don't know. I'm a wedding photographer by trade, so that might be an interesting video game, putting up with a lot of people. The worst part about shooting weddings is the mother of the bride, so uh, that would be that would be a huge part of it. She'd be like the boss or something. I guess the only video games I've ever really played were Mario, so she'd be like the Mario villain. Who is that? I don't even know. Bowser? So who do you think would be the best boss at the end of a level? Uh, probably the person standing next to me at the moment. <laughs> who is? Mom. Well, I am Sam a good boss. I'm benevolent. I'm a benevolent dictator in our house. <laughs> a lot of bosses have weapons. What would her weapon be? Argumentative powers. Well, I, I do negotiate for a living, so I have good powers of persuasion verbally. But how do you beat that, then? How do you beat that level? Cunning. Skill and cunning. You just have to out-argue me, right? <laughs> What's the last thing you had an argument about? I don't know. When I wanted you to pull things out of your bedroom to give oh, away. Yeah, that. Okay, it's the final level of the video game. And the boss comes and says, sort out things to give away. Ready, go. Uh, no. <laughs> that phone can disappear, you know. <laughs> uh, bribery is stupid. 
That's not bribery. That's a promise. <laughs> Extortion. Uh, okay, bend to my will or, or you'll lose your phone for at least three days. Wow, what a benevolent dictator, sarcasm intended. Mothers have to make rules even if the kids don't always love them. But we make the rules because we love our kids. Do you buy that? I suppose. We are going to move on to our who is more obsessed. These are questions that I ask every uh, show of Obsessed I do. I ask people, how obsessed are they? This is going to be a little bit more competitive, though. So here we go. Uh, I'll start with you, Travis. Do you think about Goldeneye every day? Yes. I actually built my office, arranged my office around my Nintendo 64. Really? As a constant temptation for me. It's... The only old console I've ever gone out of my way to buy. I drove an hour to buy it and paid somebody a hundred dollars for it. I don't, I'm not proud of that. <laughs> is the cartridge in the console? Yes, it is. So it's ready to go at any second? Yes. Do you reward yourself when you've got your work done for no, the day? No, I just stop working. I'm a podcaster, I don't do anything. I barely work as it is. All right. Uh, so, but you're, you're, a, you're a father of recently, is that correct? Oh, yeah. Well, my office is on the third floor and the baby's on the second, so it's cool. Yeah. And I mean, really, you can cradle a baby and hold an N64 I've gotten very good at it. It's a crook of your knee. Okay, it's a very practiced position where you have to get, you have to raise a little bit so she doesn't spit up on your good jeans, you know? Okay. Um, and then you raise a little bit, get the head right in there, right? And then yeah. you have to go to town, whatever. <laughs> you just slap Get a little, like, seatbelt across your lap, you're fine. <laughs> nice. All right. Rebecca, do you think about Civilization V every day? Absolutely. I masturbate to the image of Harold Bluetooth of Norway every single day. It's how I start my day, and let me tell you, it's how I finish my day most times. Okay. Rebecca, we've been friends a long time. You've been on this podcast uh, many times. I, I, I mean, no offense by this. Mm -hmm. I believe that you masturbate every day. Yes. But I don't believe that it's specifically to that character. <laughs> Joseph, tell me what I can do to convince you. <laughs> I will do that thing. Bail out. Get out of here. <laughs> and, and, uh, you know what? I would love for, for some fan of the show to listen back to my previous episodes because I'm pretty sure I answered that question the exact same way every time. <laughs> like, like for the Game of Thrones episode, I probably said that I masturbate to the hound every day or something. <laughs> I don't know what I said for the cats episode, but... <laughs> You said a lot about masturbation. I did actually. say a lot about uh, my cat masturbates on my bathrobe. It's a long story. Go back and listen. To <laughs> it's not right. a long story. My cat masturbates on my bathrobe. <laughs> Done. I don't know why I said it was a long story. It wasn't. You, you bring it up every other episode you do. So. <laughs> it's becoming a long story. Yes, what it's, you it's important. Someday I'm going to be able to do an episode of Obsessed with what the thing that the other person is obsessed with is Rebecca's cat masturbation story. Will it be me? Will I be the person? <laughs> All right, so do you, you, you think about it every day or I not? I play it every day. You play it every day? Pretty much. Wow, still? Uh, it's like several years old, right? Uh, oh, it's many years old. Civilization VI came out several months ago. Okay. <laughs> and I say, fuck you, Civilization VI. I'm still playing Civilization V. <laughs> okay, so you, you are literally playing it every day yeah. and masturbating. Good yeah. to know. Sometimes okay. at the same time. Uh, Not always. Have you... Depends on how much time I have. <laughs> you make time for the important Sometimes things. Sometimes I'm busy. Like babies and masturbation. Yes. But you get video games in That made it sound wrong. <laughs> it is not wrong. I am not judging. Thank you. 
I am down with babies and masturbation. Well, now Can you we say or? Can we say or, please? I know it's a small difference, I feel like but. That's what I'm like, I'm small, but it's important, just like... It's a small, small yeah. difference, but so vital. Vital. Or is a great suggestion. Let's move on to the next question. Uh, we'll start with you again, Travis. Have you ever had a dream or a nightmare about Goldeneye? I think you might have, well, you, you mentioned dreaming about video games in general, but you, have you had one specifically about Goldeneye? Such a good question. I'm trying to remember. The answer is probably yes, but... My main bulk of playing Goldeneye was, mm, I was 14. Okay. And I don't remember what happened yesterday. <laughs> Fair enough. So, maybe. Maybe. Okay. We'll leave it there. But you have it in your presence all the time. The, game, yes. the possibility of playing it. it has I have it in my heart all the time. into your consciousness enough no. for you to dream about it. But that's, but that's uh, honestly, for me, it's because video games have never, re I mean, not recently, the video games, the way I play them now, yeah. is like a brain shutdown thing more okay. than anything. So it's like, when I play video games now, it's a zone out thing more than anything That's else. how I feel right. about doing podcasts. <laughs> Wait, they all do? I see. I'm sorry. That is my job, madam! <laughs> he works hard. Making a I feed podcasts. my family with these podcasts. <laughs> Right. Rebecca, have you ever had a nightmare or a dream about Civilization V? I have 100% had a dream about playing Civ Five, and I wish I could lie and be like, oh yeah, it was like, you know, I was like talking with Gandhi and begging him not to nuclear bomb me. No, I literally had a dream where I was like at my computer, pointed at him, and being like, oh no, I shouldn't have moved my armies there, no. And then I woke up and I was just like, I should kill myself. Because <laughs> like, that's the closest to suicide I've ever gotten. Because <laughs> realizing, like, I just had a dream about playing Civilization V. Because you have, it's like, I think with normal people, like, you have a dream where you're at work, you know? And you're like, oh, you wake up and you're like, oh, I had a dream where I was at work and I was, like, doing work things. And what a waste of my, like, lovely sleeping time to be stressed out and at work. I have put approximately... 1,400 hours into Civilization V, okay. according to Steam. And like, that's just how many hours I played while I was online on Steam, but there was a brief period where I was embarrassed, and so I would go offline on Steam and then play, so you could maybe add another 1,000, I don't know. Uh, so it was like dreaming that I was at my job, only I didn't even have the benefit of being paid for it, like in real life. Okay, so you are so obsessed you have made it boring to yourself. Yes. <laughs> that you're that obsessed. Yes. Fair enough. Uh, Travis, if the only way you could ever play Goldeneye again was to steal a copy from Walmart, would yes. you... Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca, same question. Much like Travis, I assume, I'm just looking for excuses to steal shit from Walmart, so... Yeah. I just like to yeah. feel, yeah. you know? I would, I would steal a copy of Battletoads from Walmart. <laughs> Is there, Rebecca, I'll rephrase the question. Is there anything that you wouldn't do in a Walmart? <laughs> I just decided to end the question there. And it's, it's kind of a side no, quest. No, no, audience. All right. I would masturbate in a Walmart. <laughs> It would be funny. <laughs> Travis, would you steal a copy of Civilization V from Walmart yes. in order to play Goldeneye? 
Yes. Okay. I also love Civ Five. It's also important okay. to note. Yeah. We were we, talking about this before. We have I, a bit of cross pollination because yeah. we each also love each other's games. Oh, so. that's nice. I, I was telling her beforehand that it's <laughs> nice. Uh, when I was in college, my roommate introduced me to Civ Five, and I uh, Civ Four? How long ago? I don't know. One of the Civ games, and I started playing it, but my computer was so slow I couldn't play it. So I would play it on his computer until he got sick of me using his computer, and then he would like. Like email me the save file so I could play it on my computer. That equated to me like click, wait five minutes, click, wait five minutes, click, wait five minutes, um, and I still put about two thousand hours into the game. I I thought of a thing I wouldn't do in a Walmart. Okay, great. <laughs> I, I wouldn't pay a human being a wage that they couldn't live on, forcing them to go on welfare. <laughs> nice in your face, Walmart. Yeah. Take that. Topical. What? Does everyone who is a fan of the Civilization series, does everybody call it Civ number? So you all, you yeah, walk up to other human beings and say, I have Civ 5. Yeah, it's not like it's not like here where if you say San Fran, you get punched in the face. Okay. <laughs> I, I would say with one exception, which is Civilization Revolution. I've never heard anyone call it Civ Rev. I've never heard anyone call it anything because That's it's just fair. a blight upon humanity. It's the game that fans of Civilization punish themselves yeah. with okay. for liking Civilization. Like, okay. yeah. It's the console for it's like the one console that was available okay. on Xbox 360. It's garbage. It's and terrible. I played it so fucking much. And also they changed all of the Civ leaders to have giant titties. Even Napoleon. Even Gandhi. <laughs> That's why his hand's always in his jacket. <laughs> Just going to town on the titties. Napoleon syndrome is a whole other thing. Uh, Alright, next question. Uh, we'll start with you again, Travis. Would you have a GoldenEye-themed birthday party? Hands down. I, I, I've never been so happy. This is so weird. But um, I was listening to Indoor Kids, and they had all of Tompkins on. And he was talking about his favorite video game. And he was talking about uh, Goldeneye and how Mr. the Mr. Show, like, writing crew and cast would get together and play Goldeneye for hours. Oh, awesome. And I have never, no joke, been more jealous in my entire <laughs> life at the idea of getting to hang out with that group of people playing Goldeneye. And I've since then been kicking around in my head this idea of doing a GoldenEye tournament like for charity, specifically as an excuse to kill Paul F. Tompkins in GoldenEye and laugh at his face. I understand. Like odd job, I would like to throw my hat into the ring for that. If you're yeah, right? That. Isn't that an incredible love. idea? Yeah. Except I'm lazy, so I'll never do it. Yeah. That's the one catch. I want to be murdered by Paul F. Tompkins slappers only. And also in the video game. <laughs> Rebecca? Uh, 100%. Uh, Civ does have a multiplayer uh, option, but it's terrible. Like, they made it, and then they were just like, good enough, and then they wandered away. And it's like, I, I've tried playing it with friends, and you need to set, you, you, you should, if you want to play Civ multiplayer with your friends, you should set, set aside, like, five to seven months. Uh, <laughs> okay, I don't, that was such a wonderful gasp. <laughs> was, it, was, it, was, it was all I ever needed from a reaction from okay, the so, audience. Uh, <laughs> Travis, Travis distracted me with his great answer about being murdered by Paul F. Tompkins, yeah. which I think we all dream of in podcast yeah. land. I don't have um, anything but I But I don't good. mean, like, uh, by a birthday party, I don't mean get together and play the game. I oh, mean, no, 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 people but come that's... over to your house and there are, like, decorations that are, like, Civ yes. 5. No, one, like, 
I mean, obviously, obviously, that's the answer to that. Obviously, that's okay. why I was talking about like how we would also play. Okay, Civ so at my the question party. was so stupid, you jumped to a different. <laughs> <answer. laughs> yes, like who wouldn't want to have a Civ Five birthday party? It What's would, wrong with it would you? be amazing to see like twenty grown ass adults yes. dressed as like Napoleon Everybody and Gandhi. <laughs> yeah, and they're yes. sitting around going, "I will take your die." Yeah, and then fucking Shaka shows up and is just like, "That ah, would be incredible." Yes. Like, I kind of want to do that. Three of you get it and love it. Yeah. Yeah, and then you could actually like compete to see who gets which room, you know? Like I could win your kitchen with culture, right? Exactly. Yeah, now my kitchen is buying your blue jeans. Fuck you. Nice. Uh, can you sing music from your video game? This is so unfair. Okay, all right, wait, wait, all right, all right. Start it off. Well, I only knew it because my friend Brent wrote lyrics to it. It goes like this. There's a game called Civilization where you play your own little nation. And there was a whole thing to it. But that's not the music. It's one of them. No, that is the music from every sad Midwest casino commercial ever. Yeah, that's like from Shoney's or something. It is like that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, not exactly. It's, it's very lush and orchestral. It's very well done, but I. Okay, Travis is kind of winning this question. Alright, okay, so we're going to move on to the next question. Uh, would you stop having sex to play your video game? Forever or just in the moment? So just in the moment. If you were about to have sex and then a, an opportunity presented itself to say, uh, play GoldenEye with Paul F. Tompkins, would yes. you... Okay. I would stop having sex with Paul F. Tompkins to play with Paul F. Tompkins. You know, I, I, I honestly think that if, uh, if I were having sex and I got a text message was like, hey, we're getting an impromptu tournament together, I'd be like, I've got to go. And... Remember, in this example, I'm talking to my wife. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, honey. I'll see you never again, I guess. All right, how about you, Rebecca? There was a day where the person I was dating was attempting to call me and uh, couldn't get through to me. I wasn't answering my phone. So he downloaded the Steam app. <laughs> saw that I was online playing Civilization, <laughs> sent me a message through that app, <laughs> which I saw and ignored. She wins this round. <laughs> All right, we have, uh, we have two more How Obsessed Are You questions. Would you play your video game in person against a wild bear? How good is the bear at the game? Surprisingly good. Ugh. I don't like to lose my life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like in public, are people watching? Is it a competition? Yeah, Is sure. Let's a weird Spike TV thing. Yeah, it's like a tournament. Yeah. But yeah. Then yeah. I definitely would. Okay. If it gets me a claim, yes. <laughs> no, I, I would. I think that'd be weird and fun. Can the bear reach me? Yes. Oh. So if I beat him, he's gonna get angry and he can yep. re reach out and. Can I reach the bear? You can reach the bear. You can also assault the bear if you want to. 
And I would. Am I, am I Verbally. Am I armed? You're stupid, bear, I would say. Look at you in your stupid bear face with your paws and your claws. I think, I think you're underestimating most bears' self-esteem. I can make them cry. Give me time. I'll pick that thing like you've got weak, weak angles, bear. No, bears are very confident. Look at those hips, bear. Would you uh, also try to hurt the feelings of a bear, uh, Rebecca? I'm trying to, I'm, I'm legitimately considering your question. Because <laughs> I'm Thank trying you. to think, like, if the worst possible uh, end result was that the bear gets angry, because I will beat the bear. Like, let's be honest. I'm going to beat the bear. Okay. I would beat, I, I beat most humans at so. I, I can beat a bear. Bears are idiots. Uh, Whoa. I, even I didn't go that far. I mean, there, I said it. I threw it down. Bears are dumb. Uh, so would I be, like, so really the question becomes, would I be mauled for Civ Five? Yeah, that was kind of the original intent of the question. Uh, we, yeah. we lost our way a bit. Yeah, no, that's why I'm helping us find our way back there. I'm sussing it out. Uh, and the answer is yes, I would just wear running shoes. <laughs> I would just, I'd beat him and I'd outrun him. You just gotta outrun Gandhi. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Can a bear outrun Gandhi? Interesting. Okay, this is the final how obsessed are you question. I ask this on all the podcasts. It's a weird question. We'll start with you, Travis. If you could not play Goldeneye without you or someone you love first being punched in the crotch, would you still play Goldeneye? Wait, what? Walk me through that again. If I could. If you could not play, if you could never play the game again without you or someone you love first being punched in the crotch, would you still play Goldeneye? really comes down to is it me or someone I love? It, it really does, doesn't it? Yeah. Do I love them? I just love them. <laughs> There's lots of people I like enough to tell them I love them, but not enough to worry about them getting punched in the crotch. To be fair, the question isn't, uh, would you or someone you lie to about loving them? Yeah. Fair enough. I feel like we need to, like, like, we need to unpack this a bit for the sake of your... Your wife and baby. Okay, okay, wait, this is an important question. How much time playing does one punch buy me? Now, people negotiate with this question, question a lot, which is uh -huh. a very good question, as well they should. It's like a Netflix, Netflix subscription, so it's like monthly. Oh, and not like, are you still playing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so monthly. 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 So it'd be like January 1st, some sort of yes. specter would come along. I would take that deal. Okay. But to be fair, I'd be fine getting punched. I would, statistically, it's not that bad. Getting punched in the crotch once a month, better than I'm doing now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna argue. I don't want to get into that, but I'm in a fight club. I, really? No. So do you, do you really get punched once a month? How strong is the person punching me in the crotch? How good are they at it? Uh, I think they're real good. I think they're. I think they are listening to this conversation and they're offended at the idea that it just happens naturally once a month that everyone gets punched in the crotch. You know, just statistically, so some some months it's more, some months it's less. It is a philosophical thing. Like someone just got married, someone just died, someone just got punched in the crotch. At every moment of human existence, it's kind of to beautiful. everything. Turn, turn, turn. Uh, how about you, Rebecca? You know, I've answered this in different ways in <laughs> episodes, but there, a new twist got added just now when you were talking about 
how the person doing the punching is really good at it. And so with that in mind, I would agree only if I was punched in the crotch twice a day, maybe. Oh, I see. The problem is defining what good at it means. I mean, I feel like I, feel like I can define it in whichever way it is. <laughs> You left the question open, and so I would like to say that I would like to get punched in the crotch regularly for I am not gonna kink shame, so I'm gonna leave that alone. Thank you. That's Sold. just fine. That's fine. Uh, the final thing is I ask everybody to make a noise to sum up their obsession. Can you make a noise to sum up your obsession with GoldenEye, Travis? <laughs> How about you, Rebecca? Oh, man. A noise is on your obsession with Sip 5. Um. What does it sound like when you get punched in the crotch? <laughs> It sounded like Princess Peach had a really good piece of cheese and really enjoyed it. I mean, that's about the level I'm talking, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so somebody loves cheese and Princess Peach. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to go to the audience and let them decide who is more obsessed, and then I will rate you. Uh, on Rate. So, rate. Oh, okay. yep. See, I, I pronounced it really carefully because it always comes up. Uh, all right. <laughs> I would like you to applaud for the person who you feel is the most obsessed with their video game. For Please applaud if you think Travis is the more obsessed with Goldeneye. <laughs> I see where this is going. <laughs> to be fair, I do not derive sexual pleasure from my game. Yeah, I feel like I really want to so I, punch you. So I get it. <laughs> Please applaud if Rebecca successfully convinced you that she is a sexual deviant. Okay, I've got a lot of thinking to do. I think Rebecca won, but just to be careful, let's remove sexual deviancy from the equation. Like a judge, I'll ask you to strike that from the record. Everything that Rebecca said. I'm about into that too. <laughs> Having a stenographer turns you on? Strike it from the record, Joseph. Oh, God, pound those keys. Listen, I've really enjoyed our date. There's one thing I do need a tiny old woman at a typewriter to be in the room. I know. I don't know. I, know. I don't know if you've seen Night Court. <laughs> Actually, I am Haley Anderson of this example, so yes. All right, I'm going to try one more time to make sure. We remove sexual deviancy for Travis and Goldeneye. There were less people that second time. For Rebecca and Sip 5. Thank you. Rebecca wins our video game Smackdown with you. the most obsessed. This is sorry, amazing. Travis. That's fine. I'm so sorry. Rebecca, this is a really triumph. Sorry. You triumphed over a man who said, I cradled my baby in my knee so I can play. That's fine, whatever. Are dumb. Uh, all right. Do you guys have anything that you want to plug? Can you tell people where they can find you on social media? Um, yes. So, uh, my brother, my brother, me, as you mentioned, if you go to McElroyShows.com, M-C-E-L-R-O-Y, Shows.com, you can find all uh, 10 podcasts that I do and all 15 that me and my brothers do. 
uh, collectively. Uh, but I also want to plug uh, coming out on CISO TV, CISO.com, S E E S O. Uh, February 23rd is the My Brother, My Brother, Me TV show. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. And Rebecca. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Rebecca Watson. And also, you can find me right here at Piano Fight uh, next weekend on Sunday. My quiz show, Quizotron, which is a science-themed quiz show pitting scientists against comedians to answer science-themed quiz questions. Somebody is real gaspy over there, and I love it! I love them. I love them. I hope you come, because we need exactly that sort of energy at Quizotron. Take a note, everyone else. A gasp is the uh -huh. best way to respond to anything ever. 100%. You tell a joke like, why did you run around your there? The best. As a comedian, I can tell you, when the yeah. whole audience gasps at once... Oh, yeah. You're yeah. Down yeah. You should probably put your pants back on. <laughs> so, you should come see Quizotron. You can get tickets at sfsketchfest.com. Uh, and, yeah, that's it. Excellent, excellent. We're going to move on to our final questions. They don't have anything to do with your main obsession, but they can if you want. Travis, if you could shoot one of these things out of your hands, which would you want it to be? Acid or printer ink? <gasps> uh, at first I was going to say printer ink to do a funny thing about always running out of it. It was going to be real good. Like real Ray Romano level camera. <laughs> but instead I'm going to say acid. I think that that would be a very useful superpower. Uh, very versatile. Yeah. Like get through, you know, doors and walls and also punish evildoers by melting their faces off. <laughs> Wait, is it LSD? <laughs> That's a different answer altogether. You know it is. Yeah, than that. That, most definitely that. You just You're touching your face a lot, Trav. What? What did you say, gummy bear? <laughs> That's a great answer. Rebecca, if you could turn your body into any substance, what substance would you choose? <laughs> any sub... Can you define substance? <laughs> A thing that matter is? Don't you do a science show? I mean, that's what I'm saying. I need to get specific because like, basically asking if I could turn my body into literally anything. I guess that, yeah. Like, that really leaves the door open is all I'm saying, you know. Yeah, but substance sounds better than if you could turn your body into anything. <laughs> okay, I guess I would have to go with printer ink. <laughs> millions. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and the final question for everyone on the podcast is, what is happiness? Now, Rebecca has answered this many times, so I'll give it... Rebecca, do you want to go first or second? I mean, I'll go first. Okay, you go first. I have nothing in my head. I'll go first. I have answered this a thousand You've times. You've answered this a thousand times. Uh, different each time, because I'm a, an evolving person. Yeah. You know, so I guess I'll say that. Happiness is murdering things in video games without having watched Westworld and contracting a lot of moral issues in your head. <laughs> Happiness is a moral-free murder screen. Yes. Excellent. And Travis, to you, what is happiness? Uh, unfortunately, my answer is very serious, and so to give it, I'm going to have to not look at the audience or I will cry. Um, my three-year-old, my three-month-old baby daughter has reached a point now where I am able to make her laugh, and it's something that is very, very special to me, and she's just started doing it where I can make faces, 
and she will laugh in response to something I do, and it's the funniest I've ever felt. Oh my God, I'm so glad I went first. Don't touch me! That was a beautiful... It's the only way I know how to relate to human emotions. <laughs> and good? They're there. <laughs> Baby nice. <laughs> good job. I just fell off my stool. Good job, Nick. Would you see this? Thank you for taking us from death to birth with happiness. <laughs> that is our podcast. To obsessed, Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Hello, I'm Mohandas Gandhi. I grew up in New Jersey. I'm a white woman. Hello, I am a James Bond. You are also a white person. Well, it's, it's audio based. Uh, don't assume anything. I'm looking at you. Fair enough. The end. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> <laughs>